You are listening to Houndstooth Heroes, a fully integrated sports machine. This is the abbreviated "What the hell are we going to talk about?" edition. Some quick housekeeping. Um, you can follow us on SoundCloud at Houndstooth Heroes. Obviously, thank you to the Mothership Roll Battle Roll for allowing us to be their most unofficial podcast. Find us on and subscribe on iTunes or on our Facebook page or on Twitter at Houndstooth Heroes. I am joined as always. By my friend and co-host Ellis Metz. How are you, Ellis Metz? I'm doing all right tonight, Gregory. Thank you. Uh, got a nice little Pinot I'm pre-gaming with for the holiday party coming up tonight. Ah, are you now? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. What you sipping on? Well, I got myself a little Westbrook IPA cold beer. Whoa. Yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Little, uh, you know, and and just FYI for those of you who are listening later, it is all of 4:42 in the afternoon and. In God's central time. So, you know, we're starting early, so stay tuned for because we don't know what's going to happen later. That's a fact. And just your first pro tip of the episode, I will say you should always pregame for your office Christmas party. Right, because how else are you going to end up in a closet with a secretary? <laughs> it's all about being uh, conversational, you know? You're right, a little loose, a little conversational, exactly. Uh, everything's good? Everything horrible? What's well, happening? Well, of course it's always horrible, but, but this week it's kind of a silver lining horrible because my Solara, if you've uh, heard last week's episode, you know that I've been gifted just the manliest, uh, uh, burliest, yes. rugged white Solara. <coughs> and it seems to have developed a case of the shakes. Already, oh. lo and behold. Oh, delirium tremens in a car. If you will, yes. And I right, will. Yeah. So, huh. uh, so that's happening. Maybe a replacement. On the horizon. We'll see. What's That's horrible the, in your life? Well, you know, I have something in my chest and it won't go away. And I've had it for, if you t- tuned in last week, I was sick yeah. this week, still sick. Uh, apparently, I'm just doomed to have this cough for the rest of my life. So I got that going for me, which is nice. Maybe it's a squirrel. In my chest? Yeah, you know, maybe. I didn't swallow no squirrel. Well, it's, it's one of those things, I don't know if you've seen this, but when you're asleep... Across the course of your life, something like four squirrels crawl into your mouth. Hold on. You're telling me there are squirrels that have been in my mouth? No, I don't think so. Well, now I'm terrified. Not unless you've done a lot of camping lately. You know I don't camp. No, you're not a camper. don't camp. Not a camper. Not a camper. Lord, no. Unless there's air conditioning and room service, I ain't going. Um, Speaking of air conditioning and room service, uh, our boy Derek Kemner was in New York City where I'm sure there was plenty of that. He sure was. Our boy, King Henry himself, long may he reign, uh-huh. Uh-huh. took home the Heisman last week. I happened to be in New York uh, on a completely unrelated matter. So if you And I have, a, our, I have a bone to pick with you about your, your lack of gumping. At, I know, uh, I know. I thought there would be live tweeting. I thought there would be uh, on-the-ground reporting. Right. But I'm sad to say that I kind of failed in both. Right. I mean, I was expecting boots on the ground. A microphone in his face, you know, getting pictures, the whole spiel, nothing. You, you failed us all. I, yeah, and I didn't see much, didn't see a lot of gumping going on. I stalked uh, Derek's social media and Snapchat story to try to find where he was staying and couldn't figure that out either. So uh, really unsuccessful on my part. Very right. successful on his part, however. Exactly. I, I, I do have one quick question about that. Um, actually, I have two quick questions about uh, that. All right, any takeaways from that show? Because, look, if your team doesn't have a dog in that fight, 
How does a human being watch that broadcast? It's just agony. Well, if we're being 100% honest, your boy was at a Broadway play that started at 8 o'clock the exact time the awards show came on. I didn't realize that they wouldn't present the award till like over an hour after that time. Oh, an hour and a half. An hour, hour and a half. half. Yeah, yeah, uh, it went on and on and on. Yeah, so really I consider myself blessed to have been watching The King and I instead of them try to tell these corny stories. Was it pretty miserable? Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Uh-oh. You have no idea. The did King they, and I is what you chose. The King and I, yeah, yeah. Did they do other awards or just the highest? Oh, no, just that. Just oh, that. Oh, my gosh. For one hour and one half of another hour, they talked about three people. Oh, and we and we love one of those people, but I have a feeling Yuli, Florida isn't all that interesting, even if Tom Rinaldi's down there. Exactly. You have hit the nail on the head, my funky friend. Uh, the other question I have is this. Uh, this has come up uh, in media, you know, dishing out hot takes after he won the Heisman. You know, there's always the talk of the Alabama running backs are a bust. Well, in reality, uh, somebody just released a, a poll of the top ten running backs uh, under the age of 24, and uh, three Alabama guys were on that list by the names of Eddie Lacy, uh, T.J. Yeldon, and Mark Ingram. Now, when they, so they're hanging their hat on uh, what's his face, Trent Richardson. Thank you. Uh, but, the philosoph- but the philosophical question I have for you is this: What obligation does a college coach have to save a back for his NFL career? Well, and and you know, Derrick Henry's got getting forty five forty five carries a game, a billion so carries. In theory, that wears him down. He, it's not like he's a racehorse, and you're going to wear him out and have to put him down. But in theory, that does wear him down. But what obligation does Nick Saban or any other coach have? Yeah, and unlike uh, running backs of the past when this was more of an issue, Henry will go pro after his junior year, which frees him up from some of those carries. i got to say, though, I'm not exactly hashtag Team Wolken here. Right. But I think these anti-Bama reporters may have a point. Uh, Nick Saban finds himself in a horrible spot because, of course, his – Value is based on winning, and winning is based on a productive running back. But without paying these kids, I find it extremely hard to justify kind of subjecting them to the abuse that 45-plus carries a game brings. I totally disagree. I think Nick Saban is brought in to win games for the University of Alabama. However, that has to be done. And, you know, I, I don't know... I mean, I, I see your point, but at the same time, you know, does he say, well, we're going to cap Henry at 30 carries so he can have a productive NFL career, and at the same, and then we end up losing the game. Right, yeah, and and I'm not, I'm not lambasting Saban for this. It's more no. of a don't hate the player, hate the game sort of situation that the NCAA has built this scenario yeah. that I find I, unfair. But yeah, I just think it's an interesting thing to consider what obligation... You know, you uh, right. uh, I mean, especially when you are a feeder school to the NFL like we are. Yeah. All right. When you when that is what you are, do you have an obligation then to send NFL ready kids to the NFL, or are they just or you're sending just pit folks that are just worn the hell out? Yeah, I I it's a tough situation. There are no true right answers, but I think you do have to kind of try to win in the moment. And I think Derrick Henry, for instance, wants to win. Yeah. Now, so it's hard. Yeah, I mean, I agree. All right, next up, are our, he- our pets' heads falling off? Ugh. 
a multitude of horrible has happened in this past week with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Let's start with Kickers with Swag. Hashtag Kickers with Swag. We tried to warn you guys. Don't trust them. We said these bros ain't loyal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And lo and behold, Eddie Pinheiro, who all of y'all had crowned uh, the one who would make us forget about the Polish sausage entirely, uh, decommitted and suddenly recommitted. I don't know, just committed, I suppose, uh, to play football down in Gainesville. Right. And it, look, in the matter of, you know, de- decommitted and then two days later, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Whole thing seems suspect to me. And by suspect, I mean, how did Florida write a bigger check than we did? Oh, killing me. McElwain's what? taking our tactics. I'm, I mean, it, I've seen players decommit and, 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 you know, and commit, but I've never seen it happen in the course of 48 hours. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, it just screams obvious to me. Maybe I'm, you know, a little jaded and or live in the real world or whatever. But I mean, I've never seen it happen so quickly. No, Hugh Freeze thinks that's a little blatant. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but but the story on Pinheiro, and correct me if you know differently, is that he hasn't played a football game in over two years. He's like twenty eight. He's something. like twenty eight. He's gone to some soccer academy down there, yeah. and just I guess spends all day. Kicking practice field goals and re- recording them on YouTube. Well, I mean, well, and they're, and they're they're fancy and tricky, but yeah, I don't know. The dude is he's 150 years old. He's not straight out of high school. I don't know what his story is, but uh, but hey, you know, maybe he needs the money. Whatever, more power to him. Yeah, yeah, can't hate. Speaking of needing the money or not, uh, the other kind of snub we got this week came out of one Montana State quarterback, Dakota Prukop. I can't deal with a Dakota anyway. I, I I hate a Dakota, but I love a Prukop. I know, right? That's just right. fun. My right. Prukop. Uh-huh. Uh, he chose Oregon, the Ducks, uh, over your University of Alabama. Why were we in these talks anyway? I don't get that. Mm-hmm. He's not... Okay, all right, we'll stop just before we get started on the trash and Prukop. Uh, he threw for 3,025 3, yards and 28 touchdowns. Added 797 rushing yards, 11 rushing touchdowns, but he was on a 5-6 and six FCF team in Montana State. So he has the numbers, but like you said, the whole thing seems weird. Um, I, I, this has Lane Kiffin written all over. It with. really does. That was going to be my answer. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think Lane thinks he could have made something out of this kid, mm-hmm. but it's not the kind of guy we typically do go after. Um, you know, we've never had a star quarterback that just lit up the skies with, you know, with, you know, gigantic numbers. Yeah. So, and, and, and I'm fine with that. I'm not looking for that. I, you know, that's not what we do. And I'm happy with that. So I'm not real sure where this came from. Like you said, it's just out of the blue, if you ask me. Yeah. And I, I've watched a lot of highlight film in general on the YouTubes. And typically I don't see much, but I actually was pretty impressed with Prukop's film um granted against fcs teams but i liked what i saw and i expect him to probably be a successful starter in eugene yeah well you know they've made a career out of bringing in fcs guys now apparently <laughs> that's true it's a weird hobby to get into but here we are right <laughs> exactly uh but anyway i look i'm happy anyway because as you know year after year i will develop a man crush on a particular alabama crimson tide football player and next year, that's going to be Blake Barnett because I am super in love with him. BB, a super hot uh, surfer girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So, and by all accounts, he is um, 
He's looking awfully, looking very good. And I'm kind of tired of the new quarterback every year shuffle. Yeah, it, it would be so nice to go into the offseason knowing who our starter would be for the next year or two. Uh, we'll see if that's the case. But you got to think his biggest fan right now is Brent Musburger. God, yes. He wants that surfer girl in Tuscaloosa bad. You know he does. That's the best part of it. Just constant zooming in on the New Jersey surfer chick. Totally inappropriate comments. Exactly, and God knows we love those. All right, the third reason our Petroheads are falling off. Your Todd is checking in right now. After five number one recruiting classes in a row, uh, National Signing Day looms on February the 3rd, and currently we are right now seventh in the rankings. behind Outrageous. I know. Behind Florida, behind LSU, and Ole Miss just signed Greg Little, so I'm sure they're going to jump over us. So we're going to be ending up in fourth, not just seventh nationally, which is, you know, that's good, but fourth in the conference, third in the division. Cause for concern? Not totally. If I mean, if I'm being serious, not totally. If I'm gumping out right now, which I am, huge cause for concern. Is the (coughs) dynasty over? And and here's what I'm banking on, though. I bet these checkbooks open up in the last month, Mm -hmm. and, and maybe we pull... Uh, a few out of LSU's backyard, as we've been wont to do, right? Exactly. And uh, and make it one last charge. We, I hope we can finish in the top five, and I think we will. Yeah. If any any members of the Red Elephant Club happen to be listening, uh, you know, open that open that book, yeah. write a check. Yeah. My God, we can't go through life like this. The process requires you to do your job. Exactly. Uh, the final thing, and I don't know if we want to talk about this, but I guess it's on the list, and so we're going to. There was a big brouhaha. About because the university is an outlier in that we do not pay Tuscaloosa police departments for their presence on game day to the tune of about five hundred thousand dollars, where everybody else does. So the the sports the sports blog nation guys uh, wrote a piece for making us the bad guy because the university didn't pay. You got any hot takes on that? I have no hot takes. Uh, my first thought is some sort of. Weird liability issue. Did you see where Ole Miss had a fan get like knocked the heck out at a game this year by by one of their security forces? No. Some guy got punched. It was caught on video, and then he tweeted out pictures from a hospital bed. Oh, I remember something about that? Yeah. Yeah, and he was all black and blue. Um, so I don't know if not paying them frees us up from some sort of liability there. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't really care, to be honest. Well, I don't I don't care, but here's my take on it. Uh, if Tuscaloosa Police Department wanted to get paid, uh, it's real easy to get paid. Just tell the university you're not going to show up and you want a contract and you want to get paid, mm-hmm. and the university will comply with that. Yeah. They're not going to go ahead and just they're not going to have anarchy in Bryant Denny Stadium. So if they want to get paid, TPD holds all the cards. So just say, hey, pay us, or go it alone, and they're going to pay you. So the whole thing is dumb, in my opinion, but here we are talking about it. It's a hot take, and you just wonder why they won't spend any money on football down in Tuscaloosa. Exactly. What's going on? Exactly. All right, drum roll. Let's give the people what they really want, a look at your Crimson Tide Shooty Hoops. Real quick thing before that, we have Crimson Tide Shooty Hoops shirts, a hot, hot Houndstooth Hero uh, pocket tee. If you're in the mood for some of that, it's 22 bucks. Comes with a fly-ass sticker. If you're in Nashville, hit up Ellis Betts. If you're in Orange Beach or Mobile, hit me up. Or PayPal us at houndstoothheroes at gmail.com, and we will ship that to you free of charge. But uh, 
let's talk a little bit about basketball before we get to uh, yesterday's game. As always, your Tide has managed to lose one of its uh, top players and yeah. for the season prior to you know, which seems to be happening every year. Yeah, this is not a new announcement. We'll just repurpose last year's. Uh, but starting point guard, and I'm going to say this wrong, but I think it's Deshaun. Dazon. It's Dazon. I thought he called yeah. it Deshaun. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Well, I don't know. But he has two feet, one of them now broken. Uh, yeah. And he will be replaced by one Justin Coleman, who, fun fact, uh, we actually named the basketball arena after already. There, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you'd think he'd do better. Um, but he was serviceable this week when we went up to Clemson. Uh, real quickly, the Tide built a huge lead on the, on the shoulder of Tina Abbasan. Uh, it slipped away in the past regime. That would have been it. We'd have lost that game. But the Tide came storming back, stole the ball on an errant Clemson pass to seal the deal, win by one, raising its record to 5-2. and two. Then we took on Winthrop last night. If you happen to tune in, it uh, started sort of slow. Um, it was it was a hard watch there for the first half. They didn't get anything done, but neither did we. But in the second half, Jimmy Taylor took over the game of, of Meridian, Mississippi, and just owned the basketball court. Meanwhile, Justin Coleman was a high scorer, which is good because he can't score. So, um, you know, so we've now sitting at six and six and two. If you're paying attention, the Tide's RPI is now fifteen. Really? That's fifteen. Uh, not bad for a team that's only been favored in two of its games. So the only losses come with the current RPI, number one, Xavier, and number eight, Dayton. So look, this team is fun to watch. Even if you don't like basketball, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't check them out. Wow. I had a basketball Jones, and you just quenched it. There you go. There you go. Thank you. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable. I've enjoyed it. I'm not a basketball freak at all, and I've uh, kind of gotten myself hooked, and you can too. Um, all right, other stuff. You want to talk about Jeremy Pruitt? Yeah, the Tide has welcomed back, uh, I'm not going to call him a prodigal son, but former former linebacker coach, right? And and, and two-a-days vet. And two-a-days vet, thank you. Jeremy and, Pruitt. And an asparagus phobe, by the way. He's what? He's an asparagus phobe. Really? You did not watch two-a-days, did you? Uh, I can't say that I, I spent a lot okay, of Okay, well, he goes to, I don't, we're really unsure why he was at a kid's house having dinner. But there he was in one of the most boring scenes in all of two-a-days, and that says something because that was some boring-ass stuff. Uh, but there he was, sitting up in um, some kid's house having dinner. And if something was on his plate, he wasn't sure what it was. Well, it was asparagus. Uh, so he's terrified of asparagus, can't stand it. So, you know, he's urban sophisticate, that Pruitt. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody who meets him just says he's such a well-composed, uh, put-together, well-spoken well, well young man. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Not at all. Never has been said. Um, but yeah, he, he's coming back to the capstone after uh, being defensive coordinator for Mark Richt in Athens. I am pro this move. I think he's familiar with the system. I think any time Nick Saban shows loyalty to a person, it's because that's been earned and there's some trust there. Uh, I expect good things. How do you feel? I feel good about it also. However, I do have one cause for concern. Uh, and that is the number of points that the Crimson Tide put on Jeremy Pruitt's defense in Athens, Georgia this week, this year. Yeah, that defense was real garbage that game. Right. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. 
I have not tracked the numbers on Georgia's defenses with Pruitt on, on, in command, but I do know that we move the ball at will. Uh, so that's I don't know if that's a player issue or a coaching issue or whatever. If you have any t- hot takes on that, hit us up on Twitter at HQ Heroes and let us know what you think. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, lost in Knoxville, which isn't great. Uh, but have yeah. you got the internet in front of you? What are how many points have been scored on this on this phone? Uh, that's going to take too much time and and the typing, so much effort there. Don't no, no, forget it. <laughs> but, uh, Pinot Noir. So who's got the time? That's right. All right. Next up, uh, Scott Cochran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are he staying? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am really excited about this. To be honest, I would have paid him. We signed him for uh, a cool or reported five hundred thousand dollar contract. I would have paid him a mill. I love the guy, and I think what he brings as far as a mentality and a lot of intangible uh, stuffs is totally worth it, worth every dime. I'm a big fan. You're not tired of his shtick? Not tired of the shtick at all. Fourth quarter program, bouncing up and down, not like the Florida money down uh, preteens. Uh, the money down, that was the worst. Let's not talk I mean, about that's the what I was going to ask pre-teens. you is, all right, is he worth $500,000? Yes, he runs a $9 million weightlifting facility, but what sets him apart from another you know, another strength and conditioning coach? Why is he – I know he generates excitement amongst his fan base, right. but is what he does on the – see, this is why you can't have a Amazon Echo. It just talks to you uh, random. Uh, so you had a lady friend for a minute. No, it's it's the Amazon Echo. I wish I did have a lady friend, but yet I have Amazon Echo that goes by Alexa. And now she's going to perk up again. Kind of counts. Exactly. You know, I look at her lovingly. Um, But yeah, he he runs a non-million-dollar facility. And it generates excitement amongst the fans. But is what he does for $500,000 any better than another S&C coach could do? I mean, I've got to... I think he has proven his value. I talked about it off the field. But on the field, we are... We've become a program known for just producing machines. We're now recruiting track stars like Tony Brown and Marlon Humphrey who come in not with a ton of weight on them, and he immediately bulks them up. We've seen what he's done to the running backs. And in addition to just and, – and the defensive line, obviously you can't leave out. But in addition to kind of what he does for our position players uh, subject to their roles, I think it's also important to note that we haven't had a ton of injuries on in football. In basketball, yes. In football, yeah. um, a lot of our guys stay healthy. When we do have injuries, they're kind of, and I should be knocking on wood, I am, as a matter of fact. No, um, they're, they're kind of freak things, and poor Kenyon Drake, made of the finest Lord. Irish china. And, uh, and But I, I think you've got to give him some credit for keeping our guys in shape that way as well. I think you might be right, and I guess the proof will be in the pudding this year because Blake Barnett... Uh, needs to put on about 10 pounds of muscle and 20 pounds of fat because that boy makes Brody Pro look like uh, Hulk Hogan. So, also, uh, we should have talked about this in the quarterback section earlier, and I'm sorry to jump in. No. Blake Barnett, sickly or nah? What do you mean? Remember he spent that mysterious time okay. in the hospital? Yes. I don't know what I don't know what that was about. It sort of scares me to have a sickly starting quarterback. Right, just prone to disease. Uh-huh. From one sickly to another, oh, he God. needs to get yeah. better. Yeah, I was going to say, you and he need to get a house. <laughs> um, just, just have an in, in-house doctor. Um, all right, one quick thing before we go off of the other stuff. Um, speaking of Georgia, 
Am I the only one really amused that the university currently has two defensive coordinators on staff while Georgia has none? Wow. I hadn't actually considered that. I okay, yeah. I mean they've got we've got Pruitt and Smart sitting there. Apparently they're sharing an office, which I don't know why <laughs> nobody has set up a camera and made that into a show. But I would love to hear Pruitt and Smart sitting around talking defense and whatever else they may talk about. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, during all that. Huh. Yeah, um, Pruitt immediately jumped ship. I guess he didn't have a head coach over there in Athens. And, of course, Smart sticking around, which seems to finally be praised and accepted within the college football community. Yeah. Sharing an office, huh? Yeah, they're sharing an office. I just imagine, like, two little desks sitting in this 8 by 8 room, just sitting around, just pouring over notes and talking and just... Just I, I I just imagine hilarity would ensue. That's yeah, that should be a TV show for sure. Exactly. All right. Well, since so somebody didn't do their job and come up with a what are those? What are those? I would have had to watch way too much FCFS playoffs. Totally fair. Um. All right. We're gonna move on to bowl picks. Uh. We're gonna just kind of highlight on the Southeastern Conference ones. Uh. We're not gonna get to Alabama until we'll do next. We'll do late next week. You can tune in and hear a hot breakdown of the Cotton Ball matchup between us and the Michigan State Spartans. But we're going to start with a lightning round of the Texas Bowl. LSU is favored by seven points. Texas Tech, what you who you hate? You know, LSU is kind of a dumpster fire coming off this uh, Les Miles debacle. Still <coughs> siding with them. I think a rested Fournette runs all day over one Kingsbury defense. Yeah, I hate some Kingsbury with you on that. The Birmingham Bowl. Hello, hello, hello. Pause for laughter. Where your barn <laughs> is favored by two and a half points over the Memphis Tigers. Who you hate? You saw this about the Bryant Museum tour? Oh, God, no. What? Apparently last year, before the Birmingham Bowl, uh, the two teams both got a tour of the Paul William Bryant Museum before the game. So sure? we can only hope that they subject this year's teams to that same treatment. Oh, that's beautiful. I would pay for those pictures. Uh, I actually think Auburn figures out a quarterback somewhat and and plays like they were expected to all year and probably covers the spread for like the third time all season. Go put your head in the toilet. Memphis is going to beat the hell out of them. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. All right, Music City Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Texas A&M is favored by one point over Louisville. Texas A&M, uh, you know, since you're in Nashville, you may want to suit up because they do need a quarterback. And, you know, a 5'10", 165-pound guy is as good as what they got now. So go ahead and put on your ATM garb out. <laughs> I was going to say, you just kind of <laughs> nailed my stats, by the way. I feel like I could probably give uh, what they watched all season. I'm just really despondent over this one because, if you'll remember, I requested uh, to one – I, I requested to Mike's life, who's not there anymore. Is it a Greg Sankey? It's yes, a Greg it's Sankey. Greg, it is a Greg I requested uh, that he ban A and M fans from travel these days, right. just because right. they are so insufferable when they enter your city, take over your trash bars, and do their little weird stuff. Uh, oh, they're all up in tootsies. Oh God, God, you can't. Yeah, don't get me started. Uh, I don't. This is a weird game. Louisville's no good. Couldn't beat the barn. I guess I'm going A&M without their quarterback. Uh-huh. Keep your head in the toilet. Louisville's going to beat A&M. They ain't got no quarterback. Right. Uh, in, uh, 
I don't know where this is. Is it Jack? I have no idea where this game is. I think Jacksonville. Your Tennessee Vols are favored by eight points over the Northwestern Wildcats. Who you hate? I am with apparently ninety-two percent of the money on this one, and hating Northwestern. Tennessee played outstanding in their bowl game last year against a Big Ten team. I expect a repeat. You're insane. Northwestern covers. Oh man. I know, right? We're gonna have to have a talk. I know. Well, once I get my head out of the toilet. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll, you'll do no talking, you're drowned. Uh, Citrus Bowl, the Florida Gators are a four-and-a-half-point dog at the uh, Michigan Big Blue Wolverines. Who do you hate? Having seen Florida and their Treon in person, I just can't imagine them stacking up with anybody at this point in the season uh, hating the McElwains. Yeah, you can remove your head from the toilet. Thank I just you. don't see... How Florida scores any points? Yeah, I actually like Michigan really big in this one. Yeah, I mean Michigan has a, it's not it's not us, but they have a defense. It's a solid defense. Yes. and but so so probably the, I don't know what the number is on this, but the play is probably under the yep, point. Yep, yep. But if I have to pick a team, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Michigan and lay those points. Uh, Sugar Bowl, your Ole Miss Rebels are a seven point favorite. Against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Hate away. Interesting game. Uh, Mike Gundy, if you remember, is a man. He is, he is a man. 40. Uh, I am going off some bowl game nuggets that ESPN Chalk brought out this week. And this is listed in the top 10 NFL talent mismatches with the Rebels as a projected 15 NFL player team. Uh, compared to just seven on the Cowboys. So for that reason, basically alone, I'll take Ole Miss here. Yeah, I'm taking Ole Miss because of, for, for, primarily because, because of that. They do have three first-round, uh, legit first-round draft picks on that team. I doubt Oklahoma State has any. But so I'll take Ole Miss and hate on the Cowboys. But like the game before, uh, the play here is not the number. The play is the over. If it's anywhere around 72, get on the over. This game is going to score some points. Yikes. Yeah, and it took all season for Hugh Freeze to understand that if they just threw the ball to Laquan Treadwell, good things would happen. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in beautiful Duval County, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, the defensive coordinatorless Georgia Bulldogs are taking on the Penn State Nittany Lions. This will be my hate of the week, but you go ahead and hate on somebody. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hate Georgia. I just think they're in a state of disarray. They have zero defensive coordinators, zero head coaches, and <laughs> Penn State is still led by 40-year-old Christian Hackleberg. Right, is that his right, name? right. Hackleberg? That doesn't sound I, right. Something, maybe? I don't something. know. Something. Uh, been there since Paterno's first season, and surely will get a bowl game on his <laughs> way out. How about you? I, too, am hating on the Bulldogs. I mean, I just don't see how you go into a bowl game without a head coach, an offensive, or, or, or a, a defensive coordinator, a head coach, uh, your star running back. Yeah. And Penn State is not bad. Um, so, you know, if this if you were running a confidence pool, uh, I would put this Penn State pick near the top. I don't know if they're going to win, but I, it's a three- or four-point game if they don't cover the whole thing. It's really only fitting that I forgot to name my hate of the season of the season of the season. Oh, God. Because I've done that all year. But I'm going to go back and say Michigan hating the McElwains is my hate of the season of the season. Fair of the season. enough. Fair enough. And your final bowl game 
in scenic Memphis, Tennessee, the Arkansas Razorbacks lose whatever that is, uh, are favored by 11 points against the Kansas State. What are the Kansas State? They're uh, the Wildcats, right? Okay, yeah, that's who they are. Uh, who do you hate on this particular uh, football contest? Arkansas, yeah, 11 points is huge, which makes me think it should be bigger. I'm going to hate on Kansas State like Burt's on all fours telling their real octogenarian coach to do you-know-what. Oh, God. That story will never die. It's a beautiful one, though. Yes, I, I too, am going to hate on the Wildcats and uh, go in favor of Burt uh, on all fours. That, that's that story's <laughs> totally innocent. We're not talking about anything, but you guys and your dirty minds. Jeez. I know, right? All right. Well, finally, we got. One, I got one thing to tell you. Somehow, I managed to uh, in the middle of the night get real drunk <laughs> and buy myself the one of those programs where they play the game out fifty thousand times. It's a it's a predictor machine. Yeah, predictor machine, AccuStory, one of the two. Mm -hmm. You know, just want. I don't want to play favorites. But anyway, you know, sometimes you get you go to drunk buy-in, and I did, and I managed to buy the bowl package. So I'm not going to tell you the rundown of who all to pick at a confidence pool, but I will tell you that one of them is a lock, and that lock is Oregon. If you're a betting man, get on the Oregon Ducks over the TCU, whatever the TCUs are. Um, what are the TCUs? Obviously the Horned Frogs. Oh, yeah, the Horned Frogs, the Horned Frogs. I keep wanting to give you better names than these teams, but then I'm going to think our listener doesn't hey, think that I know these teams. Hey, Fred. Hey. All right. So, you know, so if you're a betting man, get on the Ducks against the Horned Frogs because that is your lock of the bowl season. Yeah, and I just want to interject. Obviously, we knew Oregon was a lock. It was like we just needed – this investment needed to be made so that we just kind of wanted to check, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, we knew. Because we know it all. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, all right, so that's what we got for this week. Next week. You have no idea, kids. We have gotten two full weeks to get the full breakdown on the Bama Sparty Cotton Bowl. So we're going to break down the numbers. We're going to break down the players. It could be comprehensive. It also may not be. So you might want to tune in to find out. The takes are going to be Bernie Sanders hot when you give him a bagel without cream cheese on it. Exactly. So hot. As always, you can find us on Facebook. On Twitter at H2 Heroes, listen to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Big shameless plug, as always, to Wild Bill's Wing Sauce. This week they did absolutely nothing, but they support us every other Sunday. Uh, so thank you for that bar tab. Uh, but we do appreciate your support and your listenage. I don't know if this listenage is a word. yep. But we do appreciate it. Uh, so anyway, take us home, brother. Enjoy the bowl season, my friends. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.